Good morning from Camera Control Mastery and Marsha Dolgan Fine Images. This is Marsha. And I just wanted to talk to you today quickly about my three rules, in particular the third rule. So these three rules make an enormous difference in the bottom line of how, how effective, how impressive or how powerful or any kinds of results you want to get is going to get you much, much, much closer to your desired result. And they're very basic and they happen before you even pick up your camera, actually. And as a pro, I can tell you that these things are part of my bloodline, you might say. <laughs> I mean, I just, it's in my brain. This is how I approach things. So I'm going to go in there and try to pull it out as clear as possible. The three rules are, where is your camera located? Which might be where you are located. And then the second rule is, where is your subject loaded, located? Now, sometimes subjects can be moved. I mean, you can't move a mountain, <laughs> but you can move a person, an object, uh, a, th a thing. You can move those things, usually. And then the third thing is, what is the best time of day? So today, I'm going to talk a little bit about what's the best time of day and how does that impact your photography. So photography, as you may know, means writing with light. So light, the light is, in, is critical. <laughs> you can't do any of the above without some kind of light. Even when there's no light, you have to come up with something that's going to show up. Uh, as I said, photography means writing with light. So you've got to have something. All right. So let's just talk about a rainy day, for example. Now, if your vision that you want to, uh, to explore, that you would like to create, includes rain, you would understand that it might have, generally speaking, low contrast. It would have uh, you know, possible fog, possible... I mean, this is also good fodder for our wonderful photography, so don't say, think it's, it's not. But it may not be what you wanted, right? You may have wanted something a little bit different. So rain day... Also means you want to keep your equipment dry. That's something you have to think about. And you want to keep yourself safe. And, uh, you know, you want to consider the temperature in terms of yourself. Uh, because if you're uncomfortable, you're probably not going to get exactly what you were looking for. Or make it certainly make it more difficult. So, you know, that's a rainy day. Now let's talk about a very bright, sunny day. So now we have a bright, sunny day. And it's the, let's say it's morning all right, at morning time, earlier morning time, you have an amazing array of beautiful shadows that are not too deep. The sun is low. You have low angle light, and the low angle light might just be exactly what you need uh, for describing the things that you're photographing. The same thing is true with uh, uh, evening or at late afternoon or evening light. Of course, the, um, as the sun sets and as the sun rises, those are both sweet light times, and that means that the, the contrast is very low, but the light is very beautiful for the limitations of what a camera can capture. That's key. So there's another kind of best time of day, and this one is really, really important. And let's assume that you're going to photograph <clears throat> a baby. There's newborns, then there's baby babies, and then there's toddlers, and then there's something a little bit older. 
and their preschool, and then there's, all right, so a newborn can be photographed probably any time because they basically sleep, and that's when you get those, you know, beautiful little sleeping babies all wrapped up or whatever, okay, but once they start to have regular, more, um, they might start to have more awake hours, you want to photograph them in the morning, preferably before the first nap, so that's a baby that's anywhere from Oh, I don't know, three months all the way up through, I would do, until they stop taking naps, okay? Morning only, otherwise you're just going to have a a lot of ups and downs because they're not as good at any other time of day, no matter what the parents say, okay? (laughs) And then... There's the kids who are toddlers and older, up to five. And those kids, I don't care what anybody says, the best time of day for them still is in the morning. Before they have a, you know, after, after breakfast, before, or sometimes even before breakfast. But, you know, let's be real. Anyway, so those are the best times of day. And, when I, and my studio will not accept children under five in the afternoon unless it's a whole family and we have no choice. And uh, that's been, there's a good reason for that. And I just want to tell you, listen, the average person, when they're set, getting prepared for a session, is going to invest eight hours getting the clothes, getting the, you know, organizing, talking to you, uh, or talking to me, whatever, um, choosing the photo, doing the photograph, then coming back and choosing the photograph and then picking it up. It's a total of about an eight-hour investment. What is it for the person who's photographing this and what kind of situation do you want to put yourself in? So it's a huge investment because photographing them is, not, is also a part of your investment. All right. So when you're doing all this investment, not to mention you know, the editing and the picking them out and whatever, even if it's for yourself, it's a time investment. That's more valuable than money. So you want to try to get things going as smoothly as possible. Now, there's another group of people that I recommend doing in the morning, and that is the elderly or someone who's not well, okay? Now, I'm not going to qualify elderly, although I usually think of it as someone who's pretty somewhat disabled by age. I'm not going to say what age that is (laughs) because it's a huge range. But I will say that if someone is elderly and they are in a place of needing a little bit of help to move around or, or just, you know, or just very, very old, then I would photograph them in the morning also only because things happen in the afternoon. They get tired. They're not as able to to rise to the occasion and what kind and you know we don't want to put them in stress so those are those are like what we call best times what is the best time of the day so you have your light conditions which range as you know having lived through this world which is multiple and you pick the ones you want and sometimes it's worth waiting or re, or rescheduling to get the light that you want you can also go into locations that will give you the kind of light you want like open shade, which is when you're when you're protected from the sun, but the sun is clearly out. So you're using this, the openness of the sky to be your main light. But those those are, the time of day is absolutely critical because it, it does give you the quality of light that you want. It gives you a quality of your subject, perhaps. It will give you uh, it will give you 
the foundation of what you need. So <laughs> I was reminded about this actually yesterday. I was driving back from Vermont and I was in a massive rainstorm. And I mean massive. I actually did a recording and it for some reason it it it, it didn't uh stick to the phone. I must have entered it wrong once I was driving. But you could hear the raindrops on the roof throughout the whole thing. It was uh, actually kind of annoying, so I, I didn't use it. But that really, you know, all around me, I was seeing the mist, the, the low contrast, the... I do like the look of water reflecting back up, the wetness. But nevertheless, uh, <laughs> it was just a uh, a difficult day. It would be awesome for for your camera though, because your camera only <laughs> your camera will only capture five five volumes of light. Now I just will quickly say your eyeballs and brain can see between fourteen and twenty equal volumes of light between black and white, black and no detail, all the way up through grays, all the grays, the light grays, to the lights, light, 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 and then to white, and then. And then after white, there's nothing. So that's 12, uh, 14 to 20 different equal volumes, if you imagine breaking it up into equal, equal uh, amounts. Your camera can only see five. They say that they, some cameras say they can say more, but in the end result, what goes on the internet and what goes on to print are only five of those equal volumes of light. So... Uh, that's really important to know. So when you have a low contrast kind of situation, you can use everything. You can use everything. That's because uh, it usually usually limits itself to about four or five. And when you have a high contrast situation, that's why you get blacks in the shadows or blown out whites much more easily. So the time of day is really, really, really important. And that road trip really brought that home. Uh, so on that note, uh, if you have to ask me, if you'd love to ask me a question or just talk, uh, please contact me at Marsha at MarshaDolgan.com. I have a Facebook page. I have two. One is Marsha Dolgan Fine Images, and that's M-A-R-C-I-A-D-O-L-G-I-N. So Marsha Dolgan Fine Images is one, and Another one is Spiky Head Co. at Camera Control Mastery. You can just find it under Spiky Head Co. So uh, you can contact me there. And on that note, I'm going to let you go. And please, get in touch. And like, and, and uh, I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.